We are busy with a series called Fortress. This is only week three. If you've missed out any of the previous messages, I would strongly encourage you to go and have a look uh, online and have a listen to it. But this morning, I I really want to say, I feel strong that today is a day of victory for some of you. Can I get an amen to that? Okay. So I try that again. Today is the day of victory for some of you. Some of you have been trusting God for things. And I remember at the beginning of the year when we had a week long of prayer and fast, one of the words that came out is, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. It's out of Romans 16 verse 9 or 19. I remember it from my CSV days when we used to shout it out. Yeah, yeah. Romans 16, 19 says, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. You know what I absolutely love about that word? That there's no doing of us in it. It says God will do the crushing of our enemy under our feet. And so much in what we're trying to do is our efforts in winning where Jesus leads us in a triumph that is unmatched in this world. I believe the word I have this morning will help us understand that again, this is not our doing, but this is all who he is and what he has done. This series is called Fortress. It's out of Second Samuel chapter 5, where David's just anointed king, and immediately his enemies rise up against him. And we spoke about this in the first week, that David didn't run out to beat his enemies. He went into the stronghold, into the fortress, and he spent time with God on his knees and seeking the Father before he did anything else. In the first week, we said it's in that place of intimacy that we get our instruction and that we become innocent. Because the Bible says later on in Psalm 18 that it's the blameless that you lead in triumph. Psalm 18 says, a mighty fortress is our God. The Lord our God is a rock and fortress. And that psalm was written at the exact same time that David was anointed king and he started defeating his enemies. Last week, Ricky spoke about our identity where Jesus spoke to to Peter and said, asked the question, who do the people say I am? And they had a whole lot of questions or answers to the question. But then he said, who do you say I am? And Peter responded, you are the Messiah. And then in return, Jesus said, and you are Peter. When we come into that place of intimacy, God establishes our identity. And from there, we can walk in triumph and the victory he has for us. What I love about this imagery of King David is he knew the enemy was up ahead and he was probably ready to run with his army with the strength that he had at hand. But David's victory was not the result of chasing after his enemy, but chasing after God's heart. Sometimes that's how we do it. We see the enemy and we say, we're going to go and get them and we run straight ahead. We we should retreat and say, God, I'm going to chase after you and seek your heart above anything else. From that position that David overcame his enemy ahead of himself. Not by taking anything upon himself, but understanding that the God of peace will crush Satan under his feet. It's not out of his own doing, but it's plainly seeking the heart of God. And this morning we're going to talk about our position in Christ. And I want to say this. I wrote this this morning when I walked in here. When we understand the magnitude of our position in Christ, we can withstand the multitude of opposition in life. 
Can I say this again? When we understand the magnitude of our position in Christ, we can withstand the multitude of opposition in life. Let's be fair and honest. There's a multitude of opposition we all face, right? But if we understand our position in Him, we can withstand all of that and we will see the enemy run. So I'm going to pray for us. We're going to read from Romans chapter 8, a familiar piece of passage, and then we're going to see what God wants to share with us this morning. Turn your Bibles to Roman, Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, as we open your word this morning, we pray that you will speak, that you will anoint your words, Lord, that we would hear your voice and not my voice, but that the word of God would stand against anything we've ever known before, maybe held on to or trusted, and that you will speak to us clearly this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to read a few verses, starting in verse 35. It'll be up on the screen. This is the ESV translation. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I want to say something. Last week at Every Nation Zola, I had the privilege to share a short message, maybe five minutes. And I got more amens and shouts in five minutes than I get here in a whole year. So if you guys don't start participating, I think I'm going to go preach every other week. Is that a deal? Amen to that scripture? Much better. That's amazing. Paul is writing some very strong things here. And what I, what I love about this piece of passage is right in the middle, he quotes a scripture out of Psalm 44, verse 22. He starts off by saying, what can separate us from the love of Jesus? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And then he changes the table a bit and he says, as it is written, by the way, for your sake, for your name, we are being killed all day long. We are in distress and we are in nakedness and we are in persecution. We are regarded as sheep led to be slaughtered. So he... He flips it around. says, God, what can separate us from, us, from, from the love you have for us? And we are being slaughtered and we're in this space of tribulation and distress. And then he flips it back to this point again. He says, no, none of these things matter because we are more than conquerors. And he talks about our position in Jesus again. And then he ends with a very important word. And he highlighted it there. And I highlighted it there with an underlining, in Christ Jesus. So this morning I'm calling my message in Christ. Because that's where our breakthrough and our victory lies, is understanding our position, and that position is in Christ Jesus. I love how he did a, a double assurance here. He, say, he says it twice. He says, what shall separate us from the love of God? No tri- tribulation or distress or persecution. He names it. And then he says again, 
For I'm sure that none of these things, death or life, angels or rulers, the things present, nor the things to come, nor powers. He gives us a double assurance. He says twice that nothing can separate us from God's love. And in the middle, he says, and we get this, that on earth there will be tribulation and moments of, of persecution and difficult times. But we say again, nothing can separate us from God's love. And I thought about it in my own life. I'm, I'm very keen and eager to sing a song like we did today. God, we will see the enemies run. We proclaim it and we profess it. But I might just walk out through these doors and the enemy might be opposing me. And life happens. And as I said earlier today, life has got a lot of opposition. But then we just say it again like he did. Nothing shall separate me from the love of Jesus. That's beautiful. Keep it coming. So the key here this morning is that before you are in any natural position, you are in an amazing spiritual position in Christ Jesus. Paul writes about this phrase, in Christ Jesus, so many times. And we're going to actually look at all those scriptures. And I know there's some more this morning. But he never thought of himself in prison. He thought of himself in Christ in prison. He never thought of himself in the midst of the council that wanted to kill him. He thought of himself in Christ in the midst of the council. And you, you this morning, if you're a follower of Jesus, you aren't in Beaumont Primary School in the Every Nation Sums Away service. You are in Christ Jesus in Beaumont Primary School in the Every Nation Sums Away service. And if you get this this morning, I believe some of us will look at some stuff in our life and just like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter anymore. Because nothing can separate me from Jesus. My position is secure in Him. In Christ we have a glorious position regardless of the outside conditions. If you get this this morning, like David, we will keep running to the Father's heart. And we just say, Jesus, this position of being with you is where I find my victory. So this morning I've got some help. And I turned to Russia this morning for some help. Uh, you'll see in a minute why I say that. I, I remember there's something... I'm going to steal a Trevor Noah joke, but it's very real to me because I had a moment with that. There's something about the Russian accent, right? If people have heard how Russian people speak, they can say the most normal thing, but it sounds scary. We were in Bremen on our way back from Germany. We were at the airport, and we expected a much different experience on that airport, but it was one of those squashed moments at the gate that you just didn't enjoy. And uh, a lot of people just cramped into one space. And Alika... Uh, my daughter accidentally bumped into a guy next to her with her backpack. Like, Poof. he was sitting next to me. And then he's just, Poof. so I turned to him. I'm so sorry. He's like, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat up straight and I'm like, <clears throat> I think I should go find another seat. But uh, if any of you have ever seen any of these things, I think this is what it's portraying. These are babushka dolls or there's a German name for it, or nesting Russian dolls. And, and the smallest one is right there. Okay. It is very small. But the German accent is like this. They just say, no problem, but it sounds like that. <laughs> and this morning, I'm going to show you that that might be our natural state as humans. Yes, there might be death. There might be pain. There might be hurts. And you might just say, oh, Lord Jesus feels like I'm just going to get squashed. But when we understand that we are in Christ, 
This is how we are presented in the spirit. Isn't that exciting? So we're going to look at the scriptures this morning and we're going to build into understanding who we are in Christ Jesus. I'm going to say this again. When we understand the magnitude of our position in Christ, we can withstand the multitude of opposition in life. So if you've got a pen and paper or your phone, I want you to write down these scriptures as we go through them. But I'm going to pick myself up this morning. This is Pierre. I'm going to remove the press stick so that you can see how small that is on my finger. That's me starting out right there in my natural state. But then the Bible says, and you'll see that all of these scriptures highlighted in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in Christ Jesus, we have grace and a holy calling. Isn't that amazing? Who saved us and called us to a holy calling because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So in Jesus Christ, we have grace. That's one thing I'm adding. And then a second one, and now my hands are sweaty and I'm battling to open these small ones, but there we go. We have a holy calling. So just understanding those two things, we have grown maybe 400% in size. That we can come to Jesus and His grace at any point. And because of that, there's a calling which is holy for us to live in. The next slide says that we are chosen. God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. And so we're growing again. There's more to understand of our position. In Christ Jesus, we aren't just living in grace and in a holy calling, but He chose us. And when did He choose us? Before the earth was created. That's our position. Before the earth was created, He chose each one of you to receive His grace and to be in His holy calling. So already I'm feeling, wow, just that is enough for me to change the way I think about whatever opposition I might face. Before the world, before you were born, God Almighty positioned you in Him. In Christ Jesus, you were chosen. The third thing, in Christ Jesus, we are redeemed and forgiven. It's actually the fourth thing. In Christ Jesus, we have redemption through His blood and the forgiveness of our sins. Yes, there's a lot of sin in our lives. We mess up daily. But in Him, we are forgiven and redeemed. He bought us at a price and our old living doesn't exist anymore because of what He's done. So when the brethren, or the accuser of the brethren, the enemy comes and says, you are this small, you come to him and say, no, 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 I'm actually this big. I'm not that small. Because I've been redeemed and forgiven in Christ Jesus. The next slide that explains who we are in Christ said, we are made righteous. For our sake, God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Christ Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. You are standing in righteousness in this almighty God. So your position, (laughs) that feels like that already, but we still have all of this to go. Do you get what I'm trying to show you? How powerful it is to be in Jesus. You are being made righteous. 
So when you come and you accept the grace and the holy calling and you've been chosen, redeemed and forgiven, you can stand and say, I am in a right standing relationship with God Almighty. And that is a glorious position in itself already. But then, as God is, He carries on. And, let's add something more. You are a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, say in Christ. He or she is a new creation. The oldest past, behold, the new has come. Second Corinthians. The old you, your old habits, your old fears, your old worries, your old battles is gone. And the new has come because you are in Christ Jesus much bigger than what you are in your natural state. And you're rolling around like this one. <laughs> Enjoying him. Childlike faith. Not only are we a new creation, but we are adopted. Just gets better. That's what Ricky spoke about last week. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. So you've been brought into a right-standing relationship with Him, but then He adopts you into sonship. And I love how we go, and I'm going to pause here for a minute, to a few verses earlier in Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read them to you. For all you who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Who are sons and daughters of God? All who are being led by the Spirit of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children then, heirs, heirs of God and follow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. There it is again. We have all the inheritance we have in Christ Jesus, but there's a suffering that we're going to go through. But again, we are adopted as sons. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. So yes, we feel squashed like this sometimes in our smallness. But it's preparing this for us. If we allow it to, if we pull in, because here's the reason. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. God allows these things of hardships and battle and challenges so that we could be revealed as this to all of creation. So we are adopted as sons and daughters. And it gets better. The list goes on. We are receivers of His promises. All the promises of God finds their yes in Christ. Every single promise in the Bible that we could apply to ourselves finds its yes in Jesus Christ. So if you go and study the Word of God and you read those promises in Christ, it finds its yes. So I want to encourage you this morning, get some more word in. Read a little bit more of the Word of God. Go study those promises, because then you will see that you become a little bit stronger and bigger in Him. And then, let's go on to the next one. You are seated in heavenly places. <laughs> yes, your natural state might be small, but in Christ Jesus, in our spiritual state, we are already, while on earth, seated in heavenly places. We have a position of authority 
in Christ Jesus, God raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. While yet on earth, there's a fullness that will enter one day in heaven. But on earth, you are seated in that heavenly position already. So you're adopted as a son. You have all these promises of God. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. What's the problem? As I say, and I love to say, Jesus made Christianity attainable for us. He said, I did all the work through the cross. I've made it easy. My position and your position in me is secure. So why do you fret when evildoers prosper in their way? Psalm 37. You are seated with me in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, all our needs are supplied. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now let me pause here for a minute. If there's something that you think you need and you don't have it yet, and Jesus hasn't supplied that need yet, then it's not a need. And that's a big thing to think about and say. But if you are so confident you position in Christ, then God, I really want that. I, I, I really believe I need that. Then Jesus says no, because the scripture just promised that everything you need you will be supplied in Jesus. Then he's just saying no still. Maybe he's going to say no until he returns or he takes you to be with him. That's God to decide. That's understanding that he has a sovereign will that is above. And we sang that this morning, your way is not our own. And next week we're going to talk about understanding that there's a will of God that is much higher than the will of man and the understanding of man. There's a mind of Christ that if we live according to that, the things that this world say, you need X, Y, and Z, we can say, I don't need A, B, and C. All I need is Jesus Christ because in him the Bible promises, after it's said, the promise is true in him that everything I need is supplied in him. Isn't that powerful? And yes, we have human needs. And we talked about this as a church. But Pierre, some of us don't have enough food for the end of the month. Well, that's why we've got a community, right? To say, let's gather together like they did in the Old Testament, devoting themselves to the fellowship and say, you know what? JC is going hungry this week. He's run out of cash for the month. JC, come and eat with us for the week. Then everything we need is supplied in Jesus Christ. But again, we live in a society where it's us behind our doors and we don't allow one each other in. But when we start doing that, all of our needs will be supplied because in this community, there's enough for everything that each one of us need to live. Maybe some of us need to just start opening up and say, Peer, not Peer, your life groups, your friends, your community, I need some help this month. The moments that we've done it, we've ex experienced amazing grace from people around us who love us. Because Jesus supplies every need. In him, every need is supplied. And it goes on. In Christ Jesus, we have peaceful hearts. So even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, not death, just the shadow. He dealt with death. We just see the shadow. Even though I walk through that valley, my heart is in a peaceful state. That's an amazing thing to attain, to understand that everything around you can go chaotic. Imagine standing in the midst of a crazy war and you just stand there with peace. This is what's available to us in our position in Jesus. 
The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. It doesn't make sense. You're in a war. Why are you peaceful? You need to be fretting and going crazy and making plans. This peace, which surpasses understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you let it. That's the key. But we take matters in our own hands. We let our hearts race ahead of us. We don't remain in a position of peace. It keeps growing our position in Christ. In Christ Jesus, we will be raised from the dead. So even death, that enemy, even if it's death, it's okay. Because in Christ Jesus, you will be raised from the dead when he returns on that glorious day. See, we need to stretch our view and start thinking eternal. Start thinking beyond what we see in a normal day. That's the world that God lives in. The spiritual world. That's why I say, yes, we might be this small in the natural. But this morning we're going to get there. The next one. And it's back to the main scripture. In Christ Jesus, we are positioned in an inseparable love. Nothing in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Not your need, not your biggest challenge, not your biggest fear. No man, no work environment, nothing will separate you from this position, being solid in Christ Jesus. It gets even better. I hit one back here. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. So not only are you positioned in Jesus, we are in God. And we are even greater than we imagine because our position in Him is so secure. And that's why I say some of you are going to get your victory today because you're going to start seeing yourself like this. Where for so long you've been walking around seeing yourself this small. And these tears are tears of prayer for you guys. Because I want to see you free and liberated from your own thinking. And your own feeling so small when God is this available for each one of you. And then it ends in this glorious verse. The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not only that, but He comes and He wraps us in eternal life. And He says... You are protected for eternity. That is the position available to us in Jesus. Who wants that? It's simple. It is really. Like David, we're going to run to the Father's heart. Like David, we're going to run into Christ. Like David, we're going to run with the assurance that we have eternal life. That we are wrapped up like this in Jesus Christ. This is powerful when you get this. The band is going to minister a song to us. Before they do, I want to pause for a minute. If you've never placed 
yourself in Christ Jesus. You've never made that decision. Say, I'm going to be in Jesus. I want to be a new creation. I want all of this. I'm going to start this morning by giving you an opportunity. If that's you this morning, would you just raise up your hand boldly and say, Pierre, that's me. I want to be positioned in Christ Jesus. Anyone, raise your hand. That's amazing. Let's cheer there for this. And then secondly, and I've asked, but I want you to seriously consider this. If you want this, I want you to stand up this morning and say, yes, I want to attain this and grab hold of this. What the Father has in store for me. The song that the band is going to minister is going to be unfamiliar to you. But it's a war cry of victory. And I want you to engage with this and make this your prayer this morning. Because one day, He's going to come and He's going to carry our souls into Him for eternity. Then we wouldn't need this moment of shifting our mind and understanding we are in Jesus Christ. In our preparation this week as praying, we've really felt that today is going to be a shift for some of you. Where you thought about Jesus and you walk with Him in a certain way and where you just stick Him on to things and moments where you need Him. And when things are tough, you're like, Jesus, why aren't you coming through? And He's saying, because you don't understand who you are in me and who I am in you. So this morning, take hold of that. Go and study these scriptures. Apply it to your life and start walking in a way like you've never walked before. And if that's you, open your hands. I'm going to pray for us. And the band is going to minister this song to us. Lord Jesus, we cry out to you this morning. Just like David did, we want to run after you. With everything in us, Lord, we want to attain and grab hold of the position we have in you. Thank you that in you we are secure. Thank you, Lord, that in you we've got everything we need. Thanks for your grace, your holy calling, that we are chosen, redeemed, forgiven, and made righteous. That we can be a new creation, that we are adopted, and that we can receive all your promises and that they are true in you. Thank you, Lord, that you've seated us in heavenly places, that all our needs are supplied, that we can have peaceful hearts, Lord, that one day we'll be raised from the dead, and that we are in an inseparable love, Lord. And even in that, Lord, we are placed with you, Christ Jesus, in the Father. And we have eternal life. And for that, Lord, we say thank you this morning. And let this be true of our lives. In Jesus' name. And I will run. Oh, and I won't quit. Chasing your heart. Just like David did. And I'll come running through the gates. Look into your face. Oh, I can hardly wait until you carry my soul, carry my soul away. Until, until you carry my soul, carry my soul away.
I wanna be welcomed in. I wanna feel your love like sunshine on my resurrected skin. I wanna hear the music play. I wanna hear the trumpet sound. I wanna hear you call my name and watch my feet lift off the ground. And I will. Oh! 
Yes, Lord Jesus, that's our prayer this morning, Father. That we will run after you while we're still on this earth. Until that glorious day when the fullness of eternity is presented to us, Lord. Lord, I pray for every heartache here this morning. Lord, that your peace would come, your comfort, your understanding. Lord, thank you that nothing can separate us from your love. Thank you, Lord, that you've put that word love in there. Thank you, Lord, that when you were on earth, you were moved with compassion when you looked at us, the human race. Because we were like people and sheep without a shepherd. And you are the great shepherd, Lord, who leads us into greener pastures of rest. And I pray this morning for us as a church and for every heart, Lord, that we would enter that rest, Lord. As your word says in Hebrews, that we won't be like those who don't attain the rest of God, but that we would enter in. As we enter into your heart and seek after your heart like David did, Lord. Lord, I pray this morning that you will come and give us overcoming in the areas that we've been crying out to you for, Lord. That you will do the work. We all, all we have to do is understanding our position in you. And I pray this morning that we would be bold to place ourselves in that position. That nothing would hold us back anymore. Lord Jesus, reveal to us, we want to be like David, saying, search our heart and see if there is any wickedness in me. Lord, whatever it is that's keeping us away from running off to you with confidence, that you will reveal that to us, Lord Jesus. Pray for every hand who raised up and said, I want to place myself in Christ Jesus today. Lord, thank you for the finished work of the cross that redemption and forgiveness of sins and a new life and a new creation is available. Lord, I pray for those of us who's become weary in our race and running, that we would rise up again on wings of eagles, as your word promise, or that we would seat ourselves again in our position in you. Forgive us for the times we removed ourselves from that position. We, the positions of this world became greater than being placed in you. Where the opinions of this world became louder than the truth you speak through your word to us. Let us be a people and let us be a house, Lord, who's so secure because we are placed in Christ Jesus. You are the center of this church. You are the head of this church. It's all about you. It's all for you. And we, your body, thank you for that this morning. In Jesus' name, we all say, Amen.